Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. <laughs> this warm weather is making the natives restless, especially in the south. Talked with Ed Perry's down there in southeast Ohio on Monday. He said they'd been pulling anhydrous on for two days and a lot of field work is happening in his neighborhood. We did a, a virtual meeting with Andrew Heath from Bayer in Kentucky on Tuesday. And he said they had some beans in the ground already for four days. So here locally, we need this rain that's in the forecast. Still getting a number of guys reporting that tie lines either aren't running or ran for maybe three days and then they stopped. Finishing up our winter plot meetings last Thursday, we got some good questions and feedback from the group and we do appreciate the feedback. It helps us to fine tune these virtual events as we operate in the world of COVID. After going through the yield results from the Sins of Spring plot that we featured uh, in our summer field day and we did here at the winter meetings as well with the yield results to it, we've triggered some concerns. In this plot we had two shallow compaction layers put in in the spring of 2019. So we worked the field wet in the spring of 2019 so we could plant beans early in April. We knew we sinned by working the plot wet, but it was not level enough to plant and we didn't want to miss the window so we sinned and worked it wet. We took this compacted plot and turned it into a new 2020 plot to see what the legacy of this compaction would be and what would it do to the 2020 corn crop. I remember the day we were working it, I telling the interns, we'll show you what not to do because this is too wet to work. So we're going to see what the legacy had of those layers into the next year's crop. That was the plan. So we're going to no-till corn in there on top of the 2019 layers. There's one at four and a half inches and there's one at two inches. Uh, and the no-till corn into both of those layers averaged on the plot 258 bushel. Now, I would consider that a success for the year we had. Where we chiseled out those layers last fall, leveled with the vertical harrow this spring, it went 270 bushel. Meaning leaving the layers in cost us 12 bushel. 12 bushel corn at $4.00. Again, looking at 48 bucks, that more than paid our cost to take those layers out. Now that we are vertical, we can put this back to no-till and not have to take the hit from the old layers going forward in the no-till. After seeing the soil pits, most growers understood this 12 bushel loss. What was harder for a number of you to understand was when we did one pass with the soil finisher this spring and it yielded 243 bushel. Grower saying, so no-till into old compaction layers cost me 12 bushel, but making one pass with the soil finisher cost me 27 bushel? I can tell by the questions and the response that this has caused for a lot of wrinkled foreheads. Responses like, didn't you take out the compaction layer with your spring pass? Well, yes, we took out the two inch layer, but
but we ran on top of the four and a half inch compaction layer. This we showed you from the footage of our pits. To get the four and a half inch deep compaction layer out from 2019, we would have had to run our soil finisher six inches deep, which our soil finisher couldn't reach that depth. If it could, we would have had a we would have created a clotty mess and put it in a, another compaction layer at six inches deep. So we think about that with two old layers in the field, water was trapped, rainwater could not get in and soil moisture could not evaporate out. At six inches, we were gonna stay wet. It was like having a tarp over that field. Growers are scratching their head. Why did one pass and plant get beat by no-till on two layers, one deep, one shallow? I thought you said the shallower the layer, the more it cost. Along that line, what we showed you in the pictures of this plot early in the season, the soil finisher actually looked better. The corn was taller, the corn was greener. The warmer soil temperatures from doing tillage had pushed this corn along faster. So how did it get 27 bushel behind the vertical tillage and 15 bushel behind the no-till? Well, first, let's uh, take a step back and look at overall yields. One pass and plant, 243 bushel. No-till, 258 bushel. Vertical till, 270 bushel. None of these are failures. It's just that when you see 243 bushel, 40 feet away from 270 bushel, you realize what it could be. A 15 cent raise in October corn price looked good until we compared it to the March price. But still, 243 bushel in 2020 with the dry August is not a disaster. Sometimes when we show you guys these plots, I get the feeling that some of you are thinking, man, according to Ken, I did everything wrong. It's a wonder I produced any corn at all. Guys, that is not the case. We're not talking about disasters versus success. If what you were doing is a disaster every year, you wouldn't be farming very long. What we're trying to do is fine tune your system to bump out a little more into your ROI. This plot was a good example of what we see every year as we work through grower uh, yield map season like we are right now. Why is there a 30 bushel separation between different farming operations? It is usually a combination of a, several small things. Understanding soil density, like hybrid selection, is one of those that we would call a big thing. It can move the needle quickly, especially when things go against you. What I found interesting when we look at the data in this plot, if we go way back to the McLaughlin-Dooley farm tillage studies that we did back in the 1990s, where we compared vertical till to one pass and plant. This was replicated on multiple farms every year over a three-year period. In the end, we found vertical till outyielded one pass and plant by 14 to 25 bushel. 25 bushel came from the soils with more clay in them like what we have here at the Corn College plot. Here we are 25 years later, while yields in general are higher, we see vertical till is still in that 27 bushel better than the one pass and plant. 
One Plasson plant was not a disaster in the 1990s, but it was 25 bushel behind a vertical system, which is where we are today at 27 bushel. Without going back through 25 years of plot data, let me try to lay out why uh, the why to these numbers in shorthand. When we made a pass this spring with the finisher, we created a garden. The soil was loose, dry, and warmed up quickly. This made for good planting conditions and quick root growth for the corn plant. Corn roots expand to their genetic capability or whatever the soil will allow them to do. Loose, warm soil will generate large diameter and fast growing root systems. Therefore, the corn looked better and was taller. With loose four and a half inches of soil on top, water evaporated off the top faster than water could wick up through last year's compaction layer. Once the water was gone, the soil warmed up quicker, triggering faster growth because up until B6, corn runs off a of soil temperature. The problem starts when these big roots hit the sudden density change, horizontal density change, at the level the finisher was run at. They are too big in diameter to handle this change and they have to push hard to start the process of tapering down and accommodating the tight soil that we have below where the sweeps ran. If that layer is just a density change, without compaction, the first two nodal roots will turn and go sideways. But the third one will usually push hard enough, twist around, and make its way down through a density layer. In this plot, our density changes from 2020 sat on top of a compaction layer from 2019, which we showed you in the pits. It turned all five sets of nodal roots. Now on top of this, we throw in a dry June, only about an inch and a half of water, and that come in five or six light rains, followed by the 13th driest August on record. Not being able to move water up and roots down cost us 27 bushel. Very, this is hard to sell. When the no-till had two compaction layers in it, how did it beat the one-passing plant? A couple things to remember. With not loosening the soil up in the no-till, we did not see the roots bulk up in size like they did in the one-passing plant. The first two nodes of roots turned quickly on the shallow layer. The third and fourth turned on the second layer, and some of the fifth set uh, did horse its way through that layer and get deeper. The roots that were making it through were coming down through cracks in the soil and bio channels, root channels from last year in the no-till and worm channels that are in the no-till system, system giving it a little more access to water. In the dry June, the no-till had more residue cover to protect it, conserving surface moisture. So while we showed you struggling roots in the no-till pits, this corn was still finding more water than the one pass. In the vertical till strip, we took out the 2019 sins with the chisel pass in the fall at about seven inches deep with a hybrid chisel. We leveled in the spring with a vertical harrow. Now with all the layers removed, we could move water in and down through the soil profile and the roots could follow. 
The pit and root balls we dug in the vertical tillage were amazing compared to the other two, and these treatments are only 40 foot away. Just chew on this for a second. At a 27 bushel increase, it takes 3,000 gallon of water to grow a bushel of corn. That's 81,000 gallon of water. There's 27,143 gallon of water in an inch. The corn planted in the vertical block was able to find three more inches of water due to the environment we placed it in and what we did below. The rain we did receive infiltrated and it was usable because the roots could get to it. Think about what you could have done with three more inches of rain in 2020. I know, it'd make you feel better if I told you this plot was a fluke and it doesn't happen in the real world. But what you saw in this plot was real. What we saw in the McLaughlin Dooley studies in the 1990s was real and still relevant today. Once the layers are out, the separation between no-till and vertical till will get a lot closer. No-till was paying the price of the horizontal tillage sins that we made yesteryear. So the moral of the story is let's get vertical. So much for the shorthand version. Zach's going to have a stroke when he uh, when I turn this podcast in. Uh, plot meetings will be up for viewing uh, for one more week, so please take time to watch them and then fill out the surveys and send them back. That'll help us improve our meetings uh, that we're, we're doing for you in this COVID issues. Hand harvest is on the 16th. Again, we appreciate any help if you feel comfortable doing that. The guys already started pulling soil test. Uh, so if you haven't got your orders in, get those in now. It makes it a lot more efficient for everybody if we can clean yours up while we're in the neighborhood cleaning somebody else's up. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.